I have a funny story about that. And I think this is a perfect example of heaven here now. Cut it out if it's not appropriate. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, so we, several years ago, founded an organization called The Gathering People, and the mission of The Gathering People is gathering people to bring heaven here now. Well, and I don't think you have to be a religious person to say, I want to leave this world better than I found it. Right. So it's one of those things where it's the difference of, you know, doing something here. Hello, welcome back to the Heaven Here Now podcast, where some former pastors and their friends talk about the radical shift that happens in life when we stop viewing heaven just as this concept that's far away that we may experience one day and begin to explore the possibility that heaven is something that we have the power and responsibility to create and sustain here and now. We live in a world where problems seem to grow bigger and more complex every day. And so on this podcast, we love to focus on the individuals, organizations, and ideas that can help empower us to lead in love on a local level and bring about real change. I'm Jesse Dukes, one of your hosts, and on today's episode, we've been going through these different concepts that make up the foundation of Heaven Here Now. And together, Katie and I explore a fundamental concept of empowerment. In our view, empowerment is the secret sauce that brought about Jesus's vision of Heaven Here Now into the world. We see Jesus giving away the same power that he had that allowed him to heal, to do miracles, to use his fantastic gifts, to open up a portal to heaven and give it to real people. And the amazing thing is we believe that he has given this to us, makes it available to any person who believes that God wants to share his spirit. So in this conversation, we explore the journey of empowerment, what it's looked like for Katie as a female pastor, what it's looked like for me as a young man going into the pastorate, and all the challenges and everything that comes along with that. But overall, we hope that you guys begin to see that you have the same power that Jesus has, and he wants to give it to you. We're gathering people to bring heaven here now. Thanks for coming along on the journey with us. Hey, Katie, how's it going? What's up? Good to see you. And, and we're actually, we are seeing each other. Yeah. Like Jesse's literally sitting right here across from me and I'm staring at my phone. It's the weirdest thing. Yes. Right. So if you see either of us kind of looking off into the distance, right. then that's uh, that's what's happening. Um, this is your first time since we've kind of launched being on the podcast, right. even though you were in the intro from the very So beginning. I did the guinea pig kind of like test mode thing and we were like, oh yeah, that's awesome. And then I left and I was in Target and I think Shelby called me and he was like, yeah, we need to redo that. So all that stuff you said, just save it for another time. We kept one little phrase. Yeah. Yes. It was a good phrase. It was a good I phrase. I liked it. Yeah. And then life happened and got a little bit crazy. And yeah. So we went on a family vacation, and then the next week, my grandfather passed away, and so now I'm here. This, yes. is, week, this is week three. Yes. So when we say uh, some former pastors and their friends, you are one of those mm -hmm. former pastors, along yep. with me, and along with Shelby. Yep. And uh, today, I really kind of wanted to, so like we've kind of been going through a, like a themes mm -hmm. section in the beginning, mm -hmm. in the intro, uh, talk about how Heaven Here Now, we're exploring the organizations, individuals, and ideas that are connected to this shift yeah. that happens when you stop viewing heaven as something far, far away, away, happening one day, to something that happens here now. Here and now, right? Yeah. 
And one of the kind of key shifts that we've talked about from the very beginning is this idea of empowerment. Yeah. Empowerment. We have a, a right. famous saying that we that was kind of like foundational for us that mm-hmm. is... It's our vision statement. We empower believers to change their world and initiate... Yeah, to change their world and initiative to change the world. Right. So, like, so. yeah, we connect empowering people to, like, that's our that's our method of mm-hmm. changing the world. Yeah. And it sounds so big and, like, so far to reach when you say changing the world. Mm-hmm. But it literally could be a snowball effect if everybody would get on board. If every person, the stay-at-home mom, the doctor, the whatever you're doing in life, if everybody would just change their own little world it would literally change the world. Right. And the first person we have to convince to do that is ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I just, I kind of wanted to explore, I thought um, you and I have both lived through some experiences of applying for positions Mm -hmm. um, of, of kind of being on the empowerment ladder and um, you know, we've encountered different obstacles. I wanted to get your experience as uh, being a woman yeah. uh, in a in a traditionally man's uh, you know, male dominated field, yeah, um, and just kind of explore like the challenges to empowerment that kind of happen outside of us, but also the challenges like internally that people have to face. Um, yeah. So kind of as we start, I just like high level, um, like your experience of like being elevated or or taking an, uh, a higher level position in ministry in the church, like what was that like? Or yeah, some of the things well, that you I think with? I grew up in a traditional church setting. And so that thing of that, like women were in leadership, I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like, and this, this accepted it. Is, like right. this is just what it is. And then um, like we had Kaylee went to church every Sunday and I was back there with her. Like I was absolutely obsessed with my child and wanted to be with her and wanted to know what she was learning. And so I spent so much time back there. They eventually they were like, okay, like we have to give you a paycheck. You're doing too much. And so they saw something in me and they elevated me to being the children's director. Now I wasn't allowed to be called a pastor or a minister or anything. At that point I was the children's director. Um, and so that was like my first step of being empowered and it wasn't because of anything I did. It wasn't because of anything I asked for or that I pushed for or that I tried to obtain. It was because somebody saw something in me, some, a work in me, and they thought, she needs to be doing this. Hmm. Yeah, they recognized that you have a gifting, mm-hmm. and they were like, we need to give her more yeah. time, space, energy, resources yeah. to, to use those yeah. gifts. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's something that when i when i think back to the shift of like how does how does this idea of empowerment kind of shift for me that's still the part that kind of blows me away is in our shared faith story like you get to the end and jesus everybody's like man this jesus guy how does he do how does he do all this amazing stuff right you know like what what is it what's so special right about him um and he kind of continues to say look it's it's the spirit that yeah. god's given me yeah i you know i texted Jesse earlier when he told me we were going to be talking about empowerment and the sentence I text back to you was I never fought for it. it I just followed what the Holy Spirit was telling me something along those lines I can't remember exactly what I text you back and so I had to do like an hour ride car ride this morning to one place and back another hour 
And I just really started thinking about the topic of the Holy Spirit and how it empowered me. And even back to Jesus, you know, like he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. What was he 30 when he was baptized, when John baptized him? And then the Spirit led him into the wilderness to defeat evil there, you know? Yeah. So you really see when he took on that Holy Spirit is when, okay, That's ministry is getting exciting now. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing, right, that's so, again, surprising <clears throat> at the end of the Jesus story is like, he says, it's better for you that I go away mm -hmm. because if I go away, then I can give you this helper. Yeah. And before that, you know, the the people who, if, if we'd never gotten the Holy Spirit, then leadership would have been like, well, who are the people who are closest to Jesus? Yeah. Right. Or like the way that, you know, we have like birthright. Yeah. Where it's like these people are from this specific, you know, bloodline or whatever. They have this family lineage. It's right. it's this kind of external thing. Right. But Jesus at the end was like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give to anybody access to the power source that I had. Like, I'm going to yeah. give that away to you yeah. for free. And I think that so many believers, like, we just kind of write off the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Like, we kind of forget, like, it's... Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but we're so connected to the Father and the Son, and we forget the Holy Spirit, and that that is our key to empowerment. Right. That is to having all the power that Jesus did. And so, like, if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, like, well, I sure I sure need it. Like, I'm sure you sure yeah. need it, right? Like, if Jesus needed it, there's no question that I needed it. So you said something when we were kind of talking earlier that actually got my wheels turning. It's like, and just what you said now, a lot of people, when it comes to faith, they're connected to Jesus and God the Father. Yeah. Right. And I think that part of that's because that's how you get access to heaven there then. Yeah. Well, right? and I don't want to go down this trail. I don't want to, you know, talk ugly about churches or whatever, but it is in our society. The goal is salvation. Right. And we need Jesus to get our salvation. Right. And I feel like in my personal journey in faith, it was like, okay, you're saved. Like You've hit the roadmap until you get to heaven. You've like, you're done. The, you've got the key. You've got the insurance policy. Yeah. You're, you got your ticket. Yeah. But when I was in early 20s, like late teens, and I really, like, found the Holy Spirit and dug in in that dark hole that I was in, and the Holy Spirit kind of pulled me out, that's when the lights went on for me. Mm. That's when I was like, everybody has to have this. Mm. Like I told you earlier when we were talking, it's kind of like that recipe, like that recipe that you cook and it's amazing. And you're like, everybody has to try this. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to share that. Uh, that's what the Holy Spirit was for me. And that was my personal vision and what I felt like I was empowered to share for the rest of my life. Mm. And right. One of the challenges is, I think just like you mentioned, it, it's like if I have my ticket to get to heaven, like that's enough, mm -hmm. right? But this shift of heaven here now is if if Jesus and the and, you know and the Father kind of get you to heaven, mm -hmm. heaven there then. I really do think that believing in, trusting in, accessing the Holy Spirit is the key to heaven here now. Yeah, like it's the it like that's the empowering force. Yeah. That allows somebody to, to especially get if you're a Jesus follower. Right. Like I'm sure it's hard for you to follow along with this if you're not a Jesus follower. But if you were a Jesus follower, so many times, like I would get in a rut and tell myself, "Oh, I'm just a mom. I'm just a woman. I'm just whatever you want to tell yourself. I'm just a um, a 
clerk at the grocery store. I'm just a doctor. I'm just a whatever. Like no matter what your just is it is, you are also just a child of God. And when you are a child of God, he pours that Holy Spirit down on you. Hmm. And we, Jesus said, you're going to be able to do more than I did with right. this, you know? Right. So I feel like we get stuck on the salvation and we leave what all we are empowered to do behind. Well, exactly. And it's really interesting because if you look at that word um, salvation, right? So in our, in English, it's kind of come to mean like being saved again to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. But like salvation in the context of the, of the scriptures, it means like saved, healed, delivered, yeah. made whole. Like it's a very... It's a it's a very here and now mm -hmm. uh, connotation, and I think that Jesus went around saving people very practically mm -hmm. in his ministry, mm -hmm. and I think that gets that gets missed, right? Yeah. It's like Jesus would often, you know, go and uh, you know preach to somebody, and and then when somebody would believe, he would say, "Salvation has come to this house," mm. right? And it, it wasn't like, "Oh, now this person this person was going to hell, and now." Yeah. going to heaven. And your story's over. We're right. good. Exactly. Now, See you now later. everything's done. <laughs> it was very much connected to this here and now because it was when you believe that God is just giving away this power source mm -hmm. for free. Right? Yeah. That it's like that actually is the turning point yeah. that opens this gateway to heaven here now. And I think that's a huge, like, what do you believe? Do you believe in God or do you believe what God says? Hmm. Like, did you, you just believe that God is God or do you believe in what he says and what he has for you? You know, there, there's two, di two different things. Yeah, say a little bit more about what you mean about that. I mean, we can believe that there's God and that there's heaven and that there's hell and, and all these things and that Jesus was who he said he was and he came and he died for our sins. But when you believe what he says that he has for you, that he has exceedingly abundantly more and that that power, like this isn't some fairy tale book that you read to your kids at night, like, this is that power of the Holy Spirit that raised the dead to life lives inside of you. Hmm. Like if you believe what God says and not just who he is, that changes everything. Yeah. Well, I want to tap back into something you said earlier because, again, I'm so many times I'm aware that if if somebody didn't grow up in faith, right, a lot of this language is like, well, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. You know, the, the Holy sure. Spirit or, you know, what does that mean? Or even if you grew up in a faith tradition that didn't really prioritize the Holy Spirit. It's like, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. But I love how uh, we were kind of talking about earlier who who's qualified mm -hmm. for these different positions. And that's one of the biggest things that's messing with the religious leaders' boxes. Mm -hmm. Like even the like Jesus' disciples, right? Like they're yeah. going into these different environments and people are being gifted this power that they're like, whoa. Yeah. I didn't know he was giving it yeah. to people like did that. Did you ever see he did that too? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the, I think of uh, Cornelius, like the, the Gentiles. Like there's all these outsiders, non-religious people, mm -hmm. right, who didn't go to church, mm -hmm. weren't, you know, churchgoers, like none of that stuff. Mm -hmm. They didn't check any of the boxes of like a religious person. Yeah. And there were some people that were mad that they were getting this power. Oh, absolutely. And like very, very mad. Right. And I experience that in my own life as well yeah. you know like women shouldn't be doing that what does she think she's doing preaching yeah she didn't go to seminary right you know like i've experienced that that's not just like a thing that happened back then it happens to us all now well right and that's what i think i wish people would meditate on more is the story that the bible tells number one i don't think it's 
accurately told mm -hmm. very often. Because it's a translation. Yeah. Right. And then when you really understand it, like it is, it's scandalous, mm -hmm. right? The people that experienced it were scandalized, like, whoa, wow. I get, you know, I guess he's given the Holy Spirit to everybody. Right. And the, But the thing that I really appreciate about those early followers is even though it kind of busted their box and they're like, wow, this is not familiar. It's against my tradition. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like culturally not what's accepted. They were like, I guess if God's doing it, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Right. And I think all of those different categories, when you go, you know, a, a woman can't do this, you know, like a, this person can't do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Those categories still yeah. very much exist. Those are still, it's hard for people to, to wrap their mind around. But then when you go, you ask a different question to say, is that person filled with the Holy Spirit of God? Yeah. Okay. If they are, then there's a, there's yeah. a ministry for them. Yeah. And I think like to kind of piggyback on what you were saying that people were, were sharing that empowerment when they knew that they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they started to share that empowerment. And I think that mm. is a huge thing of why I am in the position that I am today, because Really, when you think about leadership, it's not, I, we talked about this earlier, leadership is not a title. Leadership, like if you want to dumb it down to its core, is influence. Yeah. And so I never like said, oh, I need I need to be lead pastor with you and Shelby. Like, y'all need to do that. I, yeah. I deserve that. Like, none of that. It yeah. was, you saw something in me. You saw that there was influence. You saw whatever you saw. I don't know what you saw, but... Um, like it was always others empowering me instead of fighting for it for myself. And I feel like in our society today, everybody feels like they have to fight for something. Yeah. And if you just sit back and do what your personal vision is and do what you feel like the Holy Spirit is calling you to do, he's going to make sure you're elevated. He's, he's going to take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to like pull up the red tape and all that for ourselves. He's going to do it for you. Yeah. And I think that I love what you're saying there because I think it's so important there's kind of two poles in our culture right the one says there is an established setup of authority mm -hmm. and and you shouldn't change it yeah right and it tends to be white men right you know at the right. top or or whatever right. in different cultures it might be different but usually yeah. it is men at the top yeah right no, you're right and it's it this 100 is it's this hierarchy of like these are the people that can that deserve mm -hmm. positions of power mm -hmm. and then you just like rank people along the bottom yeah. right and then the other view is that like the 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 people everybody's going to be like oppressed and you should all fight for yeah your spot and, and it's always this constant you know fight for um seeing who's who's being oppressed who's being pushed down and empowering those mm -hmm. people and pushing other people up or fighting to get higher and yeah. higher up the chain yeah and i, I like you said i think that Jesus's way is different than both of those, mm -hmm. right? Because I think Jesus, number one, says to the people who are in the top positions of power, he says, be willing to, to serve other people. Yeah. Like, you know, one of my favorite passages is when Jesus is like, hey, worldly people lord authority over one another. Oh, yeah. But I'm, he says, like, he leverages his title, the son of man. Like, that's his, you know emperor of the world mm -hmm. title mm -hmm. but he says i have like the best title but i came to serve not to be served yeah and it's that like i'm gonna choose to go low i'm gonna yeah. choose to influence people with my actions 
and not like leverage my position. And I think whenever you do that, there's no red tape. Yeah, no. Well, and we've got it all wrong today. I feel like so many times it's money. It's, um, you know, what is your title at work? It's all the worldly things. And if Jesus felt that way, I'm pretty sure he would have gotten like all the powers that reigned in heaven and brought them down with him, like right, sword, him like right. yes, and just let me wear my heavenly crown. Yes. let me you know and flash it was, my title. Yeah, coming into the earth in the like most innocent form as a baby, and serving others, like tangibly seeing him going and getting that influence from loving people. Right. Yeah, and so that's let's make this really practical because it's like the point that we're making, like we're we're talking about. Jesus and things from the Bible, but yeah. it's, it's very practical. Yeah. Right? Well, that's what, and I don't want it to be like this thing of, oh, we're talking about church leadership right. or we're talking about, so many times people mistake leadership and leadership qualities for like this charisma, I feel like, or like if you are behind the microphone or if you're doing like these big flashy things that people see. And I feel like that's kind of discrediting God and how he gifts people mm. if we think that's the only type of leadership there is. Right. Like, there are so many things that that are great leadership skills. Like, you could be a great listener, hmm. and that is leadership. Right. Like, you could be a great organizer, and that is great leadership. Right. Um, and so, like, you could be that stay-at-home mom that I talked about earlier um, that just wants to lead your family well. Right. You could be a college student, and you just want to, like, make some change and be empowered to change your classes or your campus or, you know, this... And you don't have to be a Jesus follower to do that. Correct. You know, like it is to get away from, if we want to get away from the Jesus talk of it, it is what is, what is sets your heart on fire? What's your passion? Yeah. And I feel like, um, like if you don't have the vision for that, like people start to perish. I've seen that like when we've done yeah. ministry as well. Like if you can't communicate your why and your vision, everyone around you will kind of start to perish. But if you want to be empowered and you want to be a leader, you can't over communicate your vision and your why and that what sets your heart on fire enough. Like, so if you were a stay at home mom, like for me and our family, like I want my kids to grow up and be the best of friends. Mm -hmm. And so when they are fighting or whatever, like I am constantly like, you love each other. You are going to need each other when you are older. Y'all have got to stay tight because I never, I don't have that with my siblings and I would die to have that. You know, that saying mm -hmm. of like, you can't control the family that you have, but you can create it. And so I'm trying to instill that and create that in my kids. Like you are going to need each other one day. I know you're doing this right now, but you love each other. And so I'm trying to empower them and empower my family that we are tight and we are best friends and our relationships are solid. And so you can't over communicate your why or your vision or what sets your heart on fire enough. Mm. And so like maybe you're a college student that I don't know, like what you want to change the lunchroom food on campus or whatever. Like you can't over communicate it enough. If you want to be empowered, tell people and they will remember that. My kids remember that when I say to them, you know, uh, what does mom always say to you? Like if we're telling somebody something, she wants us to be best friends. Like they know that you can't over communicate what you're empowered to do enough. So I hear you saying your power is not in your position. No. Your powers and your passion. Mm -hmm. Like when you discover your passion, the thing that uniquely like sets you on fire, that you feel um, directed towards, that you feel, you know, motivated to, to go get, like that's from God. Yeah. That's something that has been put in you that's, that's yeah. unique. 
And empowerment isn't about saying, oh, I need to get such and such a title or a position or, you know, at this company or in this place in order to enact that. It's, I just, I need to focus on that. Yeah. And, and as I focus on it, I'm going to start to see all the areas very close to me, like right now where mm-hmm. I can start moving that passion forward. And that's when the influence or the leadership starts to happen. Yeah. Because when you believe in something and that's your vision and you truly believe in it and you're over communicating it, that's when you get influence. And if you're loving people well and they love you and you've done something for them, they want to jump on ship with you. And I think that's what is so, again, powerful about Jesus is people were his passion. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing that's still so surprising is it's like, and why I think he's, you know, his influence is so influential to both of us, you know, it's because it's like, it's, it's continually inspiring of Jesus didn't serve people because he had to, Mm -hmm. it it wasn't like a job. Mm -hmm. It was a passion. Yeah. Like it was a love. It was, it was a desire. And I think that that, like that's infectious. Yeah. You know, like that continues to, to inspire me to be like, I think I would like to be that kind of person. Right. You know, and I just, I I think the more that we, I want to make sure that we help people see Jesus didn't make somebody jump through hoops to get started. Right. You know, he just, he met people where they are. And like, so what would you say to somebody who's like, you know, I don't, I don't feel qualified or I don't feel, you know, ready or I don't feel like I have, you know, what it takes to, to be empowered to, to do anything kind of significant like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's my story. I think like, I mean, you know, a lot of my story, but I think that that's why I'm so um, excited to talk about this is that I was that person that wasn't, didn't feel worthy about anything. I was at a really dark spot in my life. And, um, so like that excitement, that, that recipe that I had to tell everyone was Jesus saying, like, even on your darkest days, like I see you and you are worthy. Like, you don't have to have any qualifications. It is not about influence. Like just start doing one small thing that you love, you know, um, just start to move and what it is. But the biggest thing too, is like stay laser, laser focused. I feel like, cause I've mm. learned the hard way that saying yes will kill that vision. Mm. Saying too many yeses will kill that vision, but saying no will empower you even more to stay laser focused on what you want to do. Mm. I love that. I think that's such great advice because it really is, you have to stay connected to your passion. Like mm-hmm. that passion, like it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's something that's been given to you. And I just, I, I think it's so sad when I envision, and I've, I feel like I've done some of this myself, chasing after positions yeah. that are outside of your passion. Mm-hmm. Be, just because you kind of felt like it was a thing to do. I, I distinctly remember, you know, we were working on a church together. There was a, a leadership vacancy of, mm-hmm. you know, becoming the lead pastor. Yeah. And I really... It's funny because, you know, my life was kind of worked work by, I, I've always prayed for open doors and closed doors. Yeah. And so I prayed about it and I was like, you know, God, is this something that you want me to pursue? And I felt like he was saying yes, but not because I would get it. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that whole experience of not getting it really helped, like, clarify what my future was going to be. Mm-hmm. It was, it helped me realize, um, I, I can look back and go... I would be miserable yeah. in the job that I thought I was so passionate about. Yeah. Right? But what I realized was it was 
it was because I still thought that power and influence was connected to a position. Yeah. Right. And the more and more that I've ordered my life now and like, I'm a great counselor, Mm -hmm. you know, I love what we do with Mm -hmm. empowering people. Like my time and my energy is organized way more around the things that I'm passionate about and gifted at. And it makes such a greater impact. I'm happier. It's better for other people like that. It's all so much different. Jen Hatmaker says this so good. She says, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. (laughs) And I will always remember reading that. And that is so true. Hmm. You know, and, and like, let's say I keep going back to a stay at home mom because that's what I um, resonate with. But let's say you want to write a cookbook or whatever, you know, like you will start small and you will, you will find time to do that. Like, what are the hell yeses in your life? Yeah. And what are just, like, the no's? It may be, like, as much as we like getting on social media, it may be, like, getting off Instagram for 30 minutes, you know, mm. and, and doing that. And then, like, to be empowered, we always talk about your world. Do your sphere of influence first. It doesn't have to be, like, your cookbook is not going to be, um, you know, the New York Times bestseller right away. Right. Like, get in your sphere of influence. Change your world with it. People will then, it will become a snowball effect. Just make small little steps first. That's, I think that's so important because it can be hard to sort out the difference between my passion and my desire for influence Mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I think because our pride can get involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I think your point is so good of if you're not willing to, like, do the work in your here and now mm-hmm. around you. If it's like, the only reason I want to sing is if I'm singing, you know, in front of 20,000 people. Well, mm-hmm. singing might not be your thing. It right. might actually be that being on stage and, and having people clap for you is right. what right. you're chasing. Right. You know, like when you find your passion, it's what you will do completely on your own. Mm-hmm. Right. Completely. It's the thing that you're like, I, I'll, I'll do this alone if I have to. Or for without any pay. Right. Like I think no both pay, of, right. you and I love this so much that like, Sure, being paid is great, but um, like I would continue to do this because back when I was that young 20-year-old girl, I was given this vision that I have to tell people that Jesus doesn't care like what you wear to church on Sundays and he doesn't care about your like the sins and the mistakes that you've made. Like you are worthy just where you are. And so this will always be something that sets my heart on fire. Like no matter what no's come my way, no matter what doors are shut, like it will always be something that this is my vision and this is what I have to let people, this is this recipe I have to let people know about. Mm. And I'm a big believer that because people can get stuck in, again, you guys are talking about it in a religious context. Mm-hmm. That's not for me, right? Yeah. I'm not, my, my passion has nothing to do with that. Right. Well, my personal belief is that everyone has somewhere in them a passion that does connect with people. Oh, for sure. And I think that that place is really where heaven here now starts. Because mm-hmm. I think that's God's heart. Mm-hmm. I think God's heart is his His great passion is for people to help them, to encourage them, to uplift them, mm-hmm. to, you know, move them forward in their own personal journey. Yeah. And so I guess it's just my encouragement to anybody listening is no matter how big or how small your passion is, um, when it when it helps people, like that's a holy thing. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a that's a holy spirit. Well, and the definition of holy thing. is set apart. Right. So it's not just like this thing that that's 
ordinary that you see every day. Like it is holy. It Special, is set apart. Right. Yeah. It's unique. And that's, and I, yeah. I think it's whether you recognize it or not, whether a pastor would agree with you or not, whether it would be yeah. recognized in some church or not. Yeah. That's from God. Right. You know, that's, that's something that is from above. And the purpose of why I think we were given those passions is to bring heaven here now. Yeah. Well, and I want to say too, like how you said, singing may not be your thing. It may be being on stage. And, and I would just like really press, why do you have this vision? Why do you want to be empowered? Why do you want to be empowered? Yeah. And I feel like I was slowly, you know, put up the leadership and empowerment total po- totem pole because it wasn't about me. <laughs> Right, there was this shift. 
and from the world